Turn with me to 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter. For a few weeks now, when I've been with you on Friday, we've been talking about the things of the Spirit. 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 1, and I want to read this from Young's literal translation. And um, there are reasons, uh, a number of reasons why I read it from this translation, because it begins by saying, I don't want you to be ignorant about the rest of what he talks about. And anytime you see that, you know the Lord wouldn't bring it up. Unless there is gross ignorance on this subject. And that if you don't receive and meditate on what he said, you will be. And a lot of uh, church-going people don't believe in the operation of some of these things mentioned in this chapter. It's because of ignorance. That doesn't mean you're not intelligent. How many understand Ignorance has nothing to do with your intelligence. You you could be brilliant and just do some things you don't know and don't understand. But also, there's been wrong teaching about these things. And uh, a lot of your modern translations are actually inaccurate. They're not accurate on this chapter. And it's because you see their doctrine and theology coming through trying to make these spiritual things natural. And uh, beware of uh, a number of the modern translations because they're not actually transliteration. They're not actually an accurate translation. They're a paraphrase. They're telling you what they think it means. I don't want anybody telling me. (laughs) In a a Bible, what they think it means, I want to know what he said, right? Not what you think he meant. (laughs) I know years ago when I was ministering at Brother Kenneth Hagin's ministry in Oklahoma in the healing school, a guy came up after I spoke one day and he was all hot and bothered. He said, "Uh, I just don't accept that now. You said so and so. I said, no, I didn't. He said, yes, you did. I sat right there and heard you. I said, no, I don't even believe that. I believe the opposite. He said, well, that's what you said. I said, no. He said, you did too. I said, they got it on tape back there. (laughs) Go get you. Back then it was cassette tape. Go get you a cassette tape and find it. I'll be here all week. Well, I didn't see him the next day, but the next day after that, he came and he came up and you know, he, he didn't look quite as mad and upset, but, but I said, well, well, what about it? He said, well, you, you didn't exactly say that. He said, but that's what you meant. <laughs> so you got to watch about uh, people with selective hearing and telling you what they think somebody meant instead of what was said. That's the, the enemy uses those things to get us off. And that's why we we seek accuracy. Because God is precise. Isn't he? He's perfect. So I'm going to read this in Young's literal. 1 Corinthians 12 verse 1. 
It says, now concerning the spiritual things, brethren, I do not wish you to be ignorant. You've known that you were nations unto the dumb idols as you were led being carried away. Wherefore, I give you to understand that no one in the Spirit of God speaking says Jesus is anathema or accursed, and no one is able to say Jesus is Lord except in the Holy Spirit. Now, he's talking about people speaking by inspiration. Not just, uh, an unbeliever could repeat what you said. If, If you said, repeat after me, Jesus is Lord. An unbeliever could say Jesus is Lord and not even believe it. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about somebody who is prophesying or speaking by inspired utterance. If you really are speaking by the Holy Spirit, you're not going to say anything that is disrespectful of the Lord Jesus. Can you see that? And actually, this is a marker to judge all the manifestations of the Spirit and judge all prophecy. And all doctrine. The devil cannot help himself. He is irreverent and disrespectful. And and he hates God. He is the enemy. He can't help himself. It will come out. And, And you find a wrong doctrine. You'll find that disrespect will come up. It'll pop up here and there. But you'll find the Holy Spirit is not a manipulator. He is not a coercer or a forcer. That's why he he took on the form shape as a dove. Well, he's not a dove, but it indicates his gentleness. He's so powerful, and yet he's so kind, he doesn't make anybody do anything. You got to invite him. You got to respond to him. And... He, remember Jesus talking about when he introduced the ministry of the Holy Spirit to the disciples in the book of John, he said, he'll take of mine, he'll show it to you. He'll bring to your remembrance everything I have said to you. He'll lead you into all the truth. He'll show you things to come. How many can understand this is Jesus, 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 right? And complete honor and respect for the head of the church. And the reason he said this is because no doubt Because, see, these folks not too long ago worshipped idols, the church at Corinth. They worshipped all kind of stuff. And they had spiritual manifestations. They had prophets. They had prophetesses. They had manifestations. But it wasn't God. It wasn't the Holy Spirit. And so he's having to tell them some ways they can identify God from the wrong. Keep going. Verse 4. He said, there are diversities of gifts and the same spirit. There are diversities of ministrations, or we might say ministries, and the same Lord. There are diversities of workings or operations, and it's the same God who is working the all in all. Keep going. To each has been given the manifestation of the spirit for profit. Now, here's the thing. Manifestations of the Spirit are not just for prophets and apostles and really spiritual ministers. They are for every believer. Somebody say every believer. Every believer. believer. And they are given to profit. Now the, um, 
withal is added in the King James, but you'll notice it's not here. That's one reason I'm reading this translation. It's not only for everybody else. It's for your benefit too. It's to benefit, to profit and benefit. There is great benefit in the manifestations of the Spirit. The manifestations of the Spirit enable us to accomplish things and receive things and deal with things and stop the works of the enemy and the list goes on in ways we never could on our own with our limited understanding. We must have this supernatural equipment or these manifestations happening or we'll come up short. There'll be things that just don't happen that should have happened because we just don't have the knowledge in our minds. We don't know the future for one thing. And what we're going to look at tonight, we don't have insight into the spiritual realm without the Holy Spirit's help. Can you say amen? Amen. Verse 8, for to one through the Spirit's been given a word word of wisdom, not the gift of wisdom, a word of wisdom. To another, a word of knowledge, not the gift of knowledge and not even a paragraph of knowledge. A word of knowledge. Now, if this sounds strange to you, we've already taught on this in previous lessons. Go back in in the word supply. You can get you a DVD or CD. The quickest way is go online and, and just watch it or listen to it. It won't cost you anything. To another, a word of knowledge according to the same spirit. Keep going. To another, faith in the same spirit. To another, gifts of healings in the same spirit. And uh, we have in previous lessons, we've covered those manifestations. Uh, Not nearly covered them (laughs) like they could and should be, but we've touched on them, at least enough to define them a little bit. To another, in workings of mighty deeds, and to another, prophecy, and to another, discerning of spirits, and to another, divers kinds of tongues, and to another, interpretation of tongues. Now, like I said, you know, there's some people will try to say that gifts of healings are nowadays the doctors and nurses. Absolutely not. Thank God for good doctors and nurses, but they are natural. They are not manifestations of the Holy Spirit. Are you with me? And people say, well, you know, these languages, that's people who are, you know, linguists, and they have an ability to learn a lot of languages. No, 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 no. These are all supernatural. And you see examples of them in all of uh, the Old Testament, you'll see examples of these. And in the New Testament, you see examples of these. It goes on to say, all these does work the one and the same spirit dividing to each severally as he intends. I want us to look some today back up in the uh, previous verse. Was it verse 10? I want us to look at discernings of spirits. And you notice that both of those are in the plural. Discernings of spirits. And again, when the Lord warns us about ignorance on these topics, we need to look closely at what he said and not let somebody change it or alter it. What is the manifestation? Discernings of what? It is not the gift of discernment. (laughs) 
also known as fault finding. <laughs> it's not just the discerning of devils. What is it? Discernings of spirits. Discernings of spirits. These nine manifestations can be grouped into three other groupings. There are three of these manifestations that reveal. Reveal is like opening up a curtain on a stage. You don't know what's back there and then you open it up and you can see it. That's a reveal. And three of these manifestations reveal the word of a word of knowledge, a word of wisdom, and discerning of spirits reveals something. Different kinds of tongues, interpretation of tongues, and prophecy says something. Then uh, gifts of healings and uh, working of miracles and special faith do something. And everything the Holy Spirit does, you'll see in one of these nine. Not to, I should say this, oftentimes you'll see more than one of these happening at the same time. We separate them for definition. But you might see a manifestation of the Spirit where there were five of them happening at once. Or all nine <laughs> happening at the same time. I mean, it, we, we have no idea. What he can do with all this. <laughs> but he tells us. If he told us. I don't want you to be ignorant of this. Then what should we do? We should, we should think about it. He also tells us before this, these chapters are done. Into the 13th and 14th chapter. He tells us to covet. Earnestly. These things. So a, a passive. Not caring about it. Will, will keep us out of it. We have to hunger for these things and desire them. And uh, how are you going to covet earnestly something you don't even know what it is? You don't even know about it. So can you see that's part of what we're doing right now? Do we want more manifestations of the Spirit in our life, in the ministries, in the churches, in the body of Christ? Do we? Do we? Well... We must hunger for them. We must desire them. So let me lead you in a prayer. And let's stir ourselves up. And please don't just miss this prayer because you could wind up missing out on some really outstanding and amazing things. Say it out loud. Father God, Father God I believe in you. I in, you. In, your Holy Spirit, in your Holy Spirit. In the Lord Jesus. In the I believe, I believe in the nine manifestations, the nine manifestations of, your of your Holy Spirit listed here. Listed I believe they are amazing, they are amazing. And, they are and they are wonderful. I ask you to teach me about all nine of them, what they are, how they manifest, how I'm to cooperate, how I should yield. To your Holy Spirit. Spirit. Work in me. me To will. will And desire. And and do. do Of all your will. will And all your good pleasure. pleasure Concerning these things. things. And I say by faith. faith, 
I desire these things. I covet these things. Earnestly. I treasure them. They are wonderful. They're amazing. And I hunger for them. We hunger for them. As a church. As churches. In Jesus name. Hallelujah. Praise God. You believe he heard that prayer? Is it his will? Then you know he heard it. And according to the word, if you know he heard it, you know your request has been granted. That's what 1 John says. So expect, starting right now, expect to know more about these than you ever have. Understand more about them than you ever have. And not just log some information, experience more of these than you ever have. Somebody say, so be it, so, so be it, so be it. It is, this manifestation, called the discerning of spirits. Let me read to you two of the influences in my life on these, uh, concerning the gifts of the Spirit. Back, uh, you know, I guess three, almost four decades ago now. I know I don't look that old. <laughs> But uh, the influences in my life with these things were Brother Kenneth Hagin Sr. And also a strong influence in his life was Brother Howard Carter. And they both have written books about the gifts and manifestations of the Spirit that I have found to be of the best that I'm, I've ever read or know about. And Brother Howard Carter said this about the discerning of spirits. He said... It's the discerning of what? Spirits. Spirits. Now, spirits include God, who is spirit. Jesus, the Holy Spirit. It includes angels. They are spirits. It includes all human beings. They're spirits. It includes the devil and all evil spirits. So all Spirit beings, discerning of. And the word discern, if you look it up, one other definition is distinguish. Another is to determine. And another is to differentiate or to separate. Um, To me, the language we use today, to me one of the big phrases would be to tell the difference. To tell or know, to be able to tell or know or see the difference between spirits. And uh, one of the Hebrew words that's translated that means to look intently at, to look. And discerning of spirits involves seeing, seeing. The word discern can actually be translated see. So listen to what these elders in the church said about this. He said, if one is informed about a spirit, but has no vision of the spirit, he doesn't discern it. In other words, you could know about something without seeing it. And what would that be? Word of knowledge. knowledge. (laughs) You guys been paying attention. (laughs) 
You don't have to see a spirit to know it's there and it's activity. You can be aware through the sensing of the Holy Spirit and through just a knowing. But he goes on to say, but by the discerning of a spirit, we see beyond the sphere for which we have been created as a natural being. My, my. The discerning of spirits is only by the revelation of the Holy Spirit. And we're enabled to perceive the things and beings that are in the spirit world. You hear sometimes people, you know, wonder and question and say, are we alone, you know, in the universe? No. (laughs) No, we're not alone in the universe. But you can stop looking for little green men. (laughs) And the reason why We've not been able to detect any life out there is because we're only able to look on this plane, this dimension. There's another dimension. Are y'all with me, friends? There's another dimension. The scripture says God is spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit. And in truth, you are a spirit. You're not just a mind and a body. And the brain is not the mind. No, it's not. You know, I've heard people say, isn't it amazing? You know, just a few pounds of this gray matter and all of the amazing inventions and everything of humanity has come out of that. No, it didn't. No, it didn't. No. The brain is the physical organ the mind functions through. But you can't see a mind. You can't touch a mind with your hand. Because a mind is part of the inner man. You can't touch a spirit. You can't touch a soul. You can't see it under a microscope. You can't get a reading off of it with your instruments. (laughs) Because all of those instruments are limited to this dimension. But there's another dimension. There's the dimension of spirit. And if you don't believe that, you don't believe in God. Right? The people who have seen the throne and seen heaven, the way they did it was through this discerning of spirits. Have you read the book of Isaiah? He said he saw the Lord high and lifted up. Anybody remember that? He saw the throne. He saw the creatures. How'd he see it? God is not a man. Now there is a man now at the right hand of majesty. (laughs) Oh, somebody say glory to God. With a flesh and not blood, flesh and bone. This is why not blood. The blood's on the mercy seat. Flesh and bone. You remember when Jesus, after he was risen from the dead, and he appeared to the disciples in that inner room, and they were scared and thought they're seeing a ghost, a spirit. He said, touch me, handle me. 
A spirit doesn't have flesh and bone like you see me. They could touch and feel him just like you can touch and feel your hand right now. And this is after he had died and been dead for days and was raised from the dead. Oh, somebody say glory to God. And the scripture tells us that all that believe in him, our body will be changed like unto his glorious body. It's coming soon and very soon. But uh, Ezekiel saw the, the glory of God on the throne. And a bee, he, he was fire, he said, from his loins down, from his loins up, fire. John saw the throne of God. And he saw the future. And he saw angels. How did he see all this? The Spirit of God manifested in his life, enabling him to see beyond this realm. And even beyond the present. Beyond his time. And all of this started, anybody remember the beginning of the book of Revelation? He was in the Spirit. Come on now with me. He was what? Not in the flesh. In the Spirit. On the Lord's day and four times throughout that book. Twice it talks about him being in the spirit. Another two times it says he was called away. Or carried away by the spirit. Or in the spirit. This is people you know. A lot of folks don't believe in these things. And they scoff and they mock. But again they're showing. What does 1 Corinthians 12 start off with? They're showing their ignorance. There is no such thing. How would you know? You've been alive this long. Never even left the earth. (laughs) Much less your galaxy. (laughs) No, we're not alone. There are other beings in this room right now. My angel goes with me everywhere I go. (laughs) How about you? I just don't leave home without him. Uh, Brother Hagin said uh, the Lord let him see his angel one time. Uh, now, now when I talk about some of these things, let me remind you of some of the things we first began talking about. Every vision you hear about, every dream, every discerning of every spirit must be judged. Yes. Did y'all hear me? Yes. You, are, you are told to judge it and prove it. Of what? Is it God or is it not? Is it real or is it not? People make up things. And, and there are even manifestations from wrong spirits. Don't believe. The Bible said don't believe every spirit. Remember that in First John? But try the spirits. Whether they're of God. Does the scripture say that or not? First John. Don't believe. Say it out loud. Don't believe every spirit. That means don't believe everything you hear. And everybody's experience, you know. And you don't have to judge them. If it doesn't bear witness with you, just turn the page. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to go back to it. Don't do anything with it. You don't have to believe it. Right? But uh, Brother Hagin said, on one occasion, he, the Lord appeared to him. And he said, there was a 
big guy, big man, standing behind him, off to one side on his shoulder. And he said, uh, behind his shoulder, I'm saying. And uh, he said the Lord was saying something to him, so he was just looking at him. And he said, this guy was so so big. And every once in a while, he just glanced at him. And he said when he did, he acted like he was going to say something. And so he'd look back at the Lord, and so he, he said this uh, being wouldn't say anything. So after a while, he, he just said, Lord, uh, who, who is this fellow? And, and what does he represent? He said, that's your angel. He said, my angel? He said, yeah. Did you never read in the scripture where it talks about uh, little ones, how their angel does always behold the face of my father in heaven? He said, why would you presume you lost your angel just because you grew up? A lot of people need them more now than they did then. Your angel. Somebody say, my angel. angel." Isn't that something? The scripture said that angels are spirits. They are ministering spirits, Hebrews says, sent forth to minister for those who are heirs of salvation. They assist us in this life. And I am convinced that there are thousands of times you would have been hurt or killed that you never even knew about. Some of them you did find out about or catch, but I think most of it you never even, you you don't even know about. Things were intercepted before you even found out about it. Because it's their job, they've been given charge, the scripture says, concerning you to keep you. In all your ways, and they encamp round about you. Hmm? Every time before I take off to fly, I'll mention that. I'll say, you know, ministering spirits, you've been charged (laughs) concerning me. Is that right? And you do encamp round about me and clear the way in front of me, behind me, above me, beneath me, and prepare and prosper my way. Here we go. We, even though we don't see all of this, we need to be aware of these activities and cooperate and and have our faith active instead of denying it and ignoring it and not cooperating. Can you say amen? Amen. Brother Hagin said this, and he had uh, considerable experience with this manifestation. And you will see more of the manifestation of discernings of spirits in the ministry of the prophet. In fact, if you don't have this manifestation, then you're not operating in that ministry gift. A prophet is also called a seer. Anybody remember that? So a seer that doesn't see wouldn't be a prophet, right? But now don't misunderstand me. You could live and die and never see an angel or never see an evil spirit or never see the, you know, God sitting on his throne. And that wouldn't mean that you're unspiritual. It wouldn't mean that you just weren't with it enough. These things are not, they don't happen every day. And they don't happen for everybody. They don't happen all the time. Now these, nine of these manifestations, they're for all of us. And they're, they're 
can be and should be some degree of manifestation of this in your life, somewhere in your life, but it wouldn't necessarily mean an open vision. Discerning of spirits, the, the lowest level of vision and the highest level of revelation are actually very similar. You can see things just in your spirit, glimpses of things. You can also see things in a dream. And then there are trances. And then there are open visions. Now an open vision. <laughs> wow. It's the highest. Brother Hagin said he had one of those. When he was injured one time. Through his own fault. He got excited preaching. And jumped over the altar bench. In a little <laughs> church. And landed wrong. And hurt his elbow and his shoulder. And they had to rush him to the hospital. And he said riding in the back of the car. Holding his arm. The Lord spoke to him and said. uh, Don't let this bother you. You know let the doctors help you. And just trust me. And I'll talk to you about this later. (laughs) But he said he never in a thousand years. Expected what to happen. To happen. Because a couple of days later, he's sitting up in the hospital bed, bored, (laughs) and he heard some steps coming down the the hall, and he assumed it was the nurse, and the door opened, and he saw, he says for some reason he looked down, and he saw white, and he assumed it was the nurse with the white clothes, and he looked on down, and there were hairy legs (laughs) beneath it, and bare feet with sandals. And he looked up and it was the Lord. Open vision. Not in a trance. He he said, just like me standing here talking to you. He said, the Lord walked around, took a chair, pulled it up to the side of the bed and said, I spoke to you the other night in the car and told you I would talk to. He said, he just sat there with his mouth open. And the Lord talked to him for some time about his ministry and about these things. But now. Anytime something like this happens, there are multiple reasons for it. And a lot of times, these these spectacular things come with responsibility of revelation. In this case, it was revelation for the body of Christ. And some of the books of his that have gone all over the world came out of that vision that he had that day. The Lord taught him. He said, I'm going to teach you about how to be led by my spirit. Anybody ever read the book, How to Be Led by the Spirit? Well, that's discerning the spirits. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Lord. Discerning the spirits. He said, Brother Hagin said this about it. He said, discerning the spirits gives us supernatural insight into the realm of spirits. In other words, it is seeing into the spirit world. And it also reveals the kind of spirit behind A supernatural manifestation. So discern means to see and perceive. It also means to be able to tell the difference. So this is see and know. I shouldn't say know. That's word of knowledge. Is see and differentiate. Everybody with me? Can you can you say amen? You you are allowed. To see 
and hear and experience in the realm that most of the time we don't see and hear. And you're also able to distinguish in many cases what kind of spirit this is. Do you notice in Jesus' ministry when he cast out spirits more than once he, he was very specific about what kind they were. Unclean. Come out you unclean spirit. Come out you deaf and dumb spirit. The Bible talks about specific a spirit of infirmity which is a spirit of weakness. And not all physical issues involve spirits. But there are those that do. And we, can you see, we need this manifestation. And certain kinds and levels of ministry just won't occur without it. And you can't just, you know, through effort of your own, produce it. The Spirit of God has to give it to you. Or you won't have it. It's not through effort. And, and of the, I don't know, three or four times that Brother Hagin said he had some of these spectacular things in his life. For instance, he said he was having a meeting in a, and staying in a pastor's home. And after the service, they came back and he, they were going to pray before the pastor put his little girl to bed. And they, he said he knelt down beside the chair. And he said he never expected what to happen to happen was nowhere on his mind, but he said when he knelt down beside the chair, he knelt down in a cloud. (laughs) And he said he looked up, and he didn't see the house anymore. But where the roof of the house should have been, the master was there. And, And called him up. And spoke to him. Well, he's seeing, I mean, his body is still in that house, in this dimension, But all at once, the Spirit of God has come on him, and the anointing has enabled him to see beyond this realm, and hear beyond this realm. And there are many things like this that have happened through the body of Christ, generation after generation. Have you ever read the Bible? Are there any visions in here? And dreams? And trances? And revelations? Yes. Yes. So to say you don't believe in it, is to say you don't believe the Bible. But that, let me remind you, that doesn't mean you just swallow any and everybody's story that they tell about their experience or their dream or their vision. Right? Because they're not all right. Dreams can be as different as night and day. You know, you can have a crazy dream because of all kinds of reasons and it have nothing to do with God. <laughs> You know that. (laughs) But then there are dreams that are completely different. For instance, anybody remember that when uh, Joseph wasn't going to marry Mary because she's with child, what did the Bible say? An angel appeared to him in a dream. Is that right? Well, is this just a fantasy thing that's happening to him in the dream world? No. This actually happened. He saw an angel and heard it, but it happened in what's called a dream. But not all dreams are alike. We see a number of this in the Old Testament and in the New. That is discerning the spirits. He saw the angel. He heard him talk to him. He told him, don't be afraid. 
to take Mary as your wife. Right? And so he did. And then later, it happened again. A dream. He saw the angel. Angel told him, Herod's trying to kill him. Get him out of here. Is that right? Then later, it happened again. The danger's passed. You can go back home. Supernatural. Supernatural. Revelation and direction. Discerning, seeing into the realm of spirits. Thank you, Lord. Now, let me just mention this while I'm here. Christians have absolutely no business and no need of fortune tellers, crystal ball readers, tea leaf readers, palm readers, Ouija boards, psychics. You should stay far, far away from this. A lot of it is just junk. A lot of it's con men and women. Problem is, some of it's real. But it's not God. There are wrong spirits. And some folks give themselves and yield themselves to these wrong spirits and seek it. And so they get revelation from these spirits. And will even prophesy by these spirits. And some of it will have to do with some things to come. And some of it will be right. But others of it will be absolutely evil. It's a mixture. How many believe Christians should stay far away from these things? Do not. And you don't need to study and read about it just to know. (laughs) That's acting like you're smarter than you are. And the devil loves it. He's like, yeah, you can handle it. Yeah. Yeah, you won't. You're not going to do it. Same kind of thing that happened at the garden. You're not going to eat it. Just look. The the forbidden fruit. Just look at it. No, we're just having a conversation. We're just talking, okay? Relax. (laughs) You're already yielding. Or you wouldn't even be there. You're already yielding or you wouldn't be reading the book. He's already winning and you don't realize it. He's very subtle. Very deceptive. Tricky. God is called the father of all spirits. Hallelujah. He's the father of all spirits. And the spirit can function fully without the body. You are a spirit. You have a mind, you live in a body. This body is not you. It's the house you you live in. You're not just a, a mind and an intellect. You have a mind. And uh, thousands, scores of thousands of people died across this planet today. They left. The scripture calls it a departure. They did not cease to exist. They did not. They came out of their body like a hand comes out of a glove. And, you know, Paul talks about this, that he had an experience in 2 Corinthians 12, that he was caught up. And he said, whether in the body, I can't tell, or out of the body, I can't tell. And the scripture says in 2 Corinthians 5, uh, 6, while we're at home in the body, we're absent from the Lord. 
We're walking with the Lord by faith. His spirit is here, but he's actually at the right hand of the Father. And so we're we're not with him in his physical presence, but his spirit is here to help us and guide us. But when we leave this body, we're going to be absent from the body and absent from the earth, but we're not going to be non-existent. We will be present with the Lord. You will be. You. The same you I'm looking at right now. You're actually looking at me through those two windows we call eyes. All I see is your house. But you're in there. You see my house. I'm in here. But if we could see in the spirit, you'd see other things. A lot of other things. But for the child of God, there should be no fear. Because the spirit who's in us is the greater one. Oh, somebody say greater one. Don't you be afraid. Don't you be afraid of any evil spirit or wrong spirit because they actually shudder at the presence of the one who is in you and the authority of the name of Jesus that you've been given, which is why if you'll resist them, what will happen? Come on. You resist the devil himself. You know what he'll do? Run. Flee means to run. Why? But if you yield to fear, you can yield to the enemy. If you believe, you know, that you, you should be afraid that he can hurt you. And if, there's, if you encounter other spiritism, people who say they're, they practice voodoo, they practice witchcraft. They tell you, you know, I'm one of the best voodoo whatever in the country. And I made a doll of you and I am going to hurt you. You should laugh. If you get scared, it could actually hurt you because you don't know who you are. You don't believe who you are, but you should laugh because the scripture, you know, remember Balak tried to get Balaam to curse the people of God. And he tried to, he tried to multiple times and he finally walked away and said, you can't curse whom God has blessed. And the Bible said, the curse causeless shall not come. It'll return. To where it came from. So if anybody ever says, ooh, I'm going to put the hoodoo on you. I'm going to curse you. You say, you better make it your hat size because it is coming right back at you, baby. Come on, sit out loud. I am not afraid. You cannot curse me. God has blessed me. And see, for anybody to put a curse that overrides the blessing of God, that means they're bigger than him. Ain't happening. Doesn't happen. An interesting thing, we just mentioned Balaam, about Balaam. You remember what happened? Part of that story? He decided he's going to go. When the Lord initially told him don't go. And so he saddled his donkey up. You remember the donkey? Balaam's donkey? And he's going. And the Bible said the donkey saw an angel. This donkey is having a discerning of spirits. 
Is that something or what? This donkey is just motoring along. And all at once, he sees this big angel with a sword. And he thinks, uh-uh, I ain't going that way. And so he tries to turn around. And the Bible says, Balaam beat him. He hit him. and said, what is wrong with you, stupid donkey? Quit it. Quit it. Go. Why? Balaam doesn't see it. Now, does every donkey see angels? No. This is an exception. How does he see this? The Lord has given him, even though he's an animal, has given him the ability to see in another dimension. If he could give the donkey discerning of spirits. (laughs) Somebody say, me too. He He could give me. And this didn't happen just one time. So he finally got the donkey going again. And all at once, the Bible said, the donkey saw the angel again. And he thought, no, 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 <laughs> I'm not going. So he thought, what can I do? And he's in a narrow place. Because what happened, the donkey moved, excuse me, not the donkey, the angel moved at a place where it got narrow, where they couldn't get by him. And he has a sword drawn. And so the angel, excuse me, the angel, the donkey, got to keep these separate, uh, Leaned up, he was a, some kind of wall or something. He leaned up against Balaam's foot and leg, trying to get him to stop. Oh, that made Balaam mad. So he beat the donkey, beat the donkey, beat the donkey. And he got him going again. And, and the, the donkey saw the angel a third time and stopped and wouldn't go. And so Balaam beat the donkey. And then something amazing happened. <laughs> you hear people a lot of times say, God spoke through the donkey. Not true. Not true. The New Testament said, I believe it's Peter, said that the donkey spoke with a man's voice. The donkey spoke for himself. <laughs> God allowed the donkey to have the ability to speak. Well, now for one thing, you know what language would donkey speak? <laughs> so he's speaking Hebrew or whatever it is, right? <laughs> They're going to write about now. You have people go, this is nuts. I, you got talking donkeys and, and angels and I'm leaving. Well, that just means that you are ignorant of that there is a whole other realm called spirit. And in fact, the scripture says in Hebrews, everything in this seen realm was created out of unseen material. And those who study physics and those who study, you know, quantum studies and other things, they are actually coming to agree with this. They are coming to understand that this thing that you're sitting on that feels solid is actually not so solid. It's made up of energy and the, uh, the molecules moving create a force and you're actually, the, the what feels firm to you is that force. And we're told that everything that is seen, that means the entire planet and all the planets are made out of material you cannot see. Spirit substance. And you hear, you know, those that study space talking about they, you know, we have discovered there's all this dark matter, this dark, in, what do I mean dark? You can't see it. <laughs> yeah, it's what this is made out of. And the only reason we can't see it is because 
right now our physical faculties are limited to discerning this realm. But the other one's there. It's there. And the Bible said that the donkey spoke up and said, why are you beating me? <laughs> quit, quit hitting me. Why are you beating me? And, and, and here's something amazing. Balaam just talks back. <laughs> Is that right? He said, why, you stupid donkey, you hurt my leg, you hurt my foot. If I had a blade, I'd kill you right now. And then the donkey says, well, have I ever done this to you before? <laughs> Hadn't I always been a good donkey? <laughs> this is astonishing. Yeah, it is. Isn't it? And about that time, the Lord opens Balaam's eyes. And he sees the angel that the donkey's been seeing all day. And he said, Oh, <laughs> sorry, donkey. <laughs> oh, uh, hi. Uh, should I just turn around and go home? I'll, I'll go home right now. And uh, he saw he, he was, and, and you know what the angel told him? He said, uh, if this donkey hadn't done this, I'd have killed you and left the donkey alive. <laughs> Amazing. This must have been a good donkey. Now, I know people scoff and they mock about such things, but this is Bible. So if you don't believe this, you don't believe the Bible. And if you, the Bible said even in Jesus' day, there was a whole group in synagogues and religious people, Sadducees. They did not believe in angels or spirits. They only believed and what they could see in a test tube, what they could touch, what they feel. And this was long ago. It's always been that way. People that think they're more intelligent than God, think they're, elevate their, you know. If you were just reasonably honest, you'd admit, how would I know? Right? That's right. If there are dimensions you can't see, how would I know? You could, you should, if you are intelligent, you'd at least be open. Right. Yes. But if you believe the Bible, it gets simple for you. Yes. Go with me to the book of Acts. Let's look at what I believe is a good New Testament example of this and uh, see where we go from there. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Book of Acts. And it's the 16th chapter, I believe it is. Acts 16. Now one of the things that reasons we need to know this is because the scriptures, the New Testament tells us our conflict, our battle, our wrestling is not with flesh and blood. Is that true or not? Ephesians 6.10 you just hold your place there in Acts. They'll put it on the screen for us. It says, finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Now, I want you to say this out loud. Flesh and blood, flesh and blood. Is, not is not my problem. Have you ever thought it was? Come on, be honest. Huh? You ever thought that person 
are those people. They are my problem. The Bible says no they're not. No they're not. You can take the meanest. Vilest. Most cruel. Most deceptive individual. Get them saved. Get them filled with the spirit. Get them yielding to the Holy Spirit. Instead of wrong spirits. And they're wonderful. But you take somebody who doesn't realize what's going on and are just yielding to wrong spirits. You will have manifestations of hell on earth. Because these spirits are influencing people and they're saying what they're bringing to them to say. They're doing what they're influencing them to do. When you hear about these heinous crimes that are committed against people, sometimes you'll see folks after the fact they just, they can't believe they did it. They're, and it, this is also one of the reasons why the enemy tempts so much to get you to do drugs and to drink. Because he wants to control you and get you in a stupor state where you're not as aware and get you to yield to him. You wind up doing things you don't even realize you did. And he is a killer. He's a liar, he's a thief, he's a destroyer, he's a murderer. And is it, is, are these things happening all over the planet? Why? Because of influences. People don't have to yield to them, but they do. And most people don't even believe these influences exist. So they're certainly not resisting them. They just knew they felt like doing it. So they did it. Feelings, influences, thoughts come from somewhere. The wrong ones are to be resisted. How many remember the scripture also said, though we walk in the flesh, we don't war after the flesh. And the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal, that means natural, they're not flesh, but they are mighty mighty to the pulling down of strongholds, right? And it talks about thoughts. And the mind. Well these come from influences. Two of the most important things we could ever learn in this life. Is what to yield to. And what to resist. You know. Campaigns against drugs. Where people say just say no. (laughs) Just say no. What are they saying? Resist it. Right? Don't yield to it. Resist it. Don't act on it. And when you realize what's going on. It gives you such an edge. I've learned, you know, Brother Hagin said this before. He said, even the most holy saint of God has found thoughts and feelings and suggestions that have come to them that are absolutely evil and wrong and, and unclean. But you've got to discern, where did it come from? It didn't come from the inside of me. Certainly didn't come from the Holy Spirit. So much of it, it comes from out here, where Satan is the God of this world. And the thing is, he'll bring this stuff to you. And then if he can get you to yield to it, think on it, talk it, do it, then he's also the one who will condemn you for doing the thing he brought to you. Oh, he's an evil cuss. And when I say him, I'm talking about all those that work under him. Remember, we're reading this. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness or wicked spirits, as some translations say, in high places. There is a, a hierarchy. There is a rank. 
There is with angels also. Uh, more than one occasion, reading Daniel, reading Revelation, sometimes angels say, my angels uh, are going to do this. And so that means they're over them. And did you, you remember you have an angel, right? Yes. Okay. But we're told to not focus on what we see in this realm, but to be aware when somebody is acting nuts and acting crazy and acting evil and doing stupid stuff, it's not just the flesh and blood that you see in front of you. That's not all that's going on. There are spiritual influences. There are evil beings whispering in people's ears, bringing thoughts, bringing feelings, bringing suggestions, bringing, what, we're, what are you supposed to cast down? Imaginations. Imaginations. Bringing into captivity every thought. That's where principally where this conflict is waged. Notice with me. In uh, Acts 16, and I believe it's about verse 16. Acts 16, 16. It says, it came to pass, as they went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with the spirit of divination met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. Um. One translation says, it came to pass in our going on to prayer, a certain maid, this was a young girl, we might say a young girl, or at the least a young woman, having a spirit of python. And if you look up some of it, which I do not recommend that you do, but Vines brings it out like this. It says, in Greek mythology, there was a Pythian serpent or dragon that dwelt in Pitho, named after that, at the foot of Mount Parnassus, guarding the oracle Delphi. And she's involved with all this idolatry. Can you see this? And actually yielded to a wrong spirit. And is now possessed by this spirit. And through it, she prophesies. In fact, the same kind of thing is happening with her as you would talk about happening with the prophet. Except she's not a prophet of God. She sees things. She hears things. She prophesies. And her owners make a lot of money. Now you don't make money if nothing is ever real. Or nothing ever comes to pass. Come on, can you see this? So she is really in contact with wrong spirits, which is why you should never go get your palm red, tea leaves, crystal ball. Why would you consult the dead when you have the living God? Hallelujah. When you got the greater one, the Holy Spirit, that's just absurd that a child of God would go to this junk. When we've got what everybody's looking for. The one inside you knows everything about everything. Now he's not going to tell you everything and show everything and blow the top of your head off. 
<laughs> Couldn't handle it. But he will give you a word of knowledge when you need it to help you and benefit. He'll give you a word of wisdom. Come on, can you see this? He'll give you discerning of spirits. He'll bring to your remembrance. He'll show you things to come. Somebody say, he does it for me. He does it all the time. He does it for me all the time. When Jesus told me, what happened is when Jesus was about to leave, and he told the twelve he was leaving, and they were upset. They, oh, they were upset. And that's what they were saying, no, 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 we will die with you. And finally he told them, he said, no, it's expedient for you, which means it's better for you. That I go. Now they probably had a hard time believing that. But you see, if Peter was talking to Jesus, you had to wait till they got through. Is that right? But when the Holy Spirit comes, he's going to be in you. Not not just with you. In you. 24-7. And he begins to tell him. He said, when I go, I'm going to pray the Father. He's going to send you another comforter. That means one of the same kind. I'm going to send you. And he's going to bring everything to your remembrance I ever said to you. He's going to show you things to come. He's going to guide you into all the truth. He's going to take of everything I got. He's going to show it to you. Somebody say, he does this for me. He does this for me all the time. All the time. Glory to God. Oh, somebody say, glory to God. So this girl, this young woman, sees these guys going to prayer. And she just yells out loud and starts prophesying. And the amazing thing is what she said was true. (laughs) This is how crafty the devil is. You know, if you're going to catch a fish, you got to put something on the hook the fish likes. Keep reading. It says uh, she gained her master's much You know, by soothsaying, that meant she would rave and prophesy. She would see things. And this did she many days. Everybody say many days. Many days. Many days. She did what? She showed up at the prayer meetings. She showed up at the services. She showed up and started yelling out loud, these men... Our servants of the Most High God. Look at verse 17. These men are servants of the Most High God. And they show to us the way of salvation. Somebody said, well, that's good. No, that's bad. (laughs) It's a wrong spirit. It's an evil spirit saying this. How many remember the devil when he tempted Jesus, he quoted him scripture. He said, it's written. He'll give his angels charge over you. They'll bear you up in in their hands. You believe it, don't you? Don't you believe it? Then jump, show it, prove it. You believe it or you don't, jump, prove it. It was pressure, it was temptation. And Jesus quoted other scripture. He said, it's also written. You don't tempt the Lord your God. The Lord didn't tell him to jump. So when the Lord don't tell you to jump, you don't jump. (laughs) You try to show off how much faith you got and prove Well, it's going to be a big splat. (laughs) These men are servants of the Most High God. They show us the way of salvation. And she did this not once, 
not twice, not three times, not five times, many days. And it irritated Paul. The Bible said later, it grieved him. Other translations say it agitated him. And this is something, this is one of the effects a manifestation of an evil spirit will have. It, it'll aggravate you. You want to shut it up. You want to shut it down. Why didn't he? Why didn't he just shut it down the first day? Keep reading. She did this many days. But Paul, after these many days, being grieved, he turned and he said to the damsel, No, he's not talking to the girl. Who's he talking to? Something you can't see. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if at this point he is seeing it. Something happened, either the either special faith, Spirit of God just came on him, he knew he could speak to it, and by the word of knowledge he knew and knew what, or he actually saw. Why didn't he do it earlier? Because he didn't have the manifestation earlier. We must rely on the Holy Spirit. What did Jesus say? I can of my own self do nothing. If that was true with the Master, it's certainly true with us. But we can pray. We can stay tuned up. We can stay aware. We can stay ready. We can hunger for these things. Right? We can look for them. And the Spirit wills to manifest them. And He will. And do we care if it was manifested through us or through our brother if the result happened? If the person got delivered? If they got healed? Right? Don't, don't just think about, well, I want to be used. I want to be used. Well, that could actually hinder you from being used. What you want is for it to happen. And you want people to be helped. And you want to be available. The Lord wants to use you and he will use you in some things. But we don't know when and what he wants to use But just say, Lord, we want it to happen through whomever you want to use at the time. Paul being grieved, he turned and he said, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ. Somebody say, in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Spirits must obey. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus Christ, I command you, come out of her. And he came out. That same hour, and you read, it caused an uproar in the city because she couldn't tell fortunes anymore. (laughs) And she couldn't give prophecies anymore because the spirit is gone, so their money-making deal is over, and it infuriated them, and you've read the rest of the story. But do we need, as the spirit wills, eyes opened? Ears open, hearts open and made aware. Do we need the gifts of the Spirit? Stand on your feet, everybody. Let's lift our hands and begin to say, thank you, Lord. Minister to him. Oh, Father, we worship you. We give you glory. We give you praise. We give you thanks. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We worship you. Come on, just lift your voice for a little bit. Thank the Lord for the Holy Spirit. Thank Him for these gifts and manifestations. Lord, we thank You 
Thank you for discernings of spirits. Thank you for word of knowledge. Thank you for word of wisdom. Thank you for revealing and unveiling. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Put on the screen as we close here Hebrews 12 and 14. Hebrews 12, 14. The Lord spoke this to me some years ago. Let me share it with you. There are keys to having more of this. One of them is being filled with the Spirit. And Brother Hagin, you know, mentioned we talked about this already. He said, I find the more I pray in other tongues, the more of the other manifestations of the Spirit I have. And the less I pray in tongues, the less of the other manifestations I have. Praying in the Spirit makes you more aware of the Spirit. But also the Lord pointed this out to me one day. Scripture says, follow peace with all men, and the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of peace. And holiness. Guess what kind of Spirit He is? What kind of Spirit is the Holy Spirit? He's holy. He's the Holy Spirit. Follow peace. That's the Holy Spirit. Follow holiness. He's the Holy Spirit. If you're following holiness, you're following the Holy Spirit. If you're following peace, you're following the Holy Spirit. Without which, no man shall what? A lot of times people interpret that as go to heaven. And I'm not saying it doesn't have any application there. But what does it actually say? You won't see. You won't see the Lord. And so there is a truth of separation. The scripture, did the Lord say, come out from among the, the, the world, ungodly stuff. Be separate. And, and, and I'll be your God. And I'll be your father. You'll be my son. He's talking about fellowship and, and interaction. The more worldly we are, the more engulfed we are in all the ungodly stuff, the less aware of the Holy Spirit we are, the less you'll desire these things, and the less you'll experience them. But if we'll separate ourselves <laughs> and get hungry for these things, and pray in the Spirit lots, and follow peace, and follow holiness, come on, can you see this? We will see the Lord. And remember, that's what Jesus said. He said, I can do nothing of myself, but what? Whatever I see the Father do. He's not talking about after this life. He was talking about he saw the Father heal that man in those five porches of sick folks. He saw the Father put that mud in that man's eye and wash it. Come on, can you see this? But he saw the Father do it through him. He said, the Father in me. He does the work. So when he said he saw the Father do it, he saw himself do it. But he said it accurately. If if you say, I I, I did it, then you said it wrong. It was the Father who did it. He just did it through you, in you. These manifestations are the Spirit in us. Oh, somebody say glory to God. God. Let's lift our hands again. Let me lead you in a prayer. Say, Father, I seek you. you. Show me me. how to follow Peace, holiness, Holiness, your spirit, spirit. how to be separate separate from ungodliness ungodliness and evil. evil. And thank you you for the Holy Spirit. Spirit. 
Thank you for the gifts of the Spirit. Thank you for all the manifestations of your Holy Spirit in our lives, in our midst, in our services, in our meetings, in every way that profits, that benefits us all. In Jesus' name. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Praise God, praise God, praise God. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.